What about the dicks? Did you consider them? <laughs> Here's the best part. You can't use that as an opener. I can't use that. I know what I want to. <laughs> well, Happy New Year, Quentin. Again? Yeah. It's not it's even like New the Year's Chinese now? New Year or anything. It's nothing changed. Well, with regards to the Gregorian calendar, it is New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy birthday. We are now in tax season. How much have you made? <laughs> uh, if my, Knowing my luck, I will not make. <laughs> okay. Well, um, last episode, we had ended with what our New Year's resolutions are uh-huh. for 2020. Right. And I just want to pick up and see if you had... A chance to think about it and uh, what you're going to do different this year versus what you've done the past. Um, how old are you? 87? 87 years. Something like that. So, Tony, yeah. what's your resolution then? Well, for me, it's actually knuckling down and getting to know Python. Uh, not the snake, uh, but the code. Um, in this current economic market we find ourselves in, I think it would be um, in my benefit to have a little bit better understanding of computer language mm-hmm. uh, and not just building MySpace profiles <laughs> with HTML, um, but also, you know, building apps and, and chatbots and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's always been on my mind. And then you and I both have a mutual friend who's going to school to learn code. Right. Um, and I'm honestly kind of jealous of him being able to, you know, do that. And I figured, you know what, for for $40 a month, which is the cost of the pro tier on Code Academy, uh, I can learn Python uh, with a bunch of other, you know, uh, you know skill sets. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I've already I've started that on the free tier. And just, you know, dabbling in that, you know, an hour a week is, is is as much as I can do for right now. But in regards to sticking to my resolution, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. But, you know, kind of like the gym, you know, you do it for the first two weeks and you feel like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the third week comes up like, ah, I'll skip today. Who's going to know? Right. I know. Well, but yeah. What about you? Um, I want to learn a skill this year. I want to learn a, any particular skill. Well, something probably in like computers. Um, oh, okay. Like right. coding or something, something along those lines. But I, I haven't fully fledged out. But I'm like, no, I, I want to like every year. Obviously, you you gain more knowledge, right? I, especially in a field that you're used to, something like you know, uh, technology, that kind of thing. Um, but I want to learn something new, something I don't already have, like. I don't want to be well-versed in it and starting, you know, oh, well, I just increased my knowledge a little. It's no, no, no. I want to something different, like like coding mm-hmm. or something. And I think it's the same inspiration of our mutual friend that's going to school for coding. And it sounds like something I'd be interested in. So I'm going to explore those all, avenues. When we all meet up uh, for our summit, we should do a hackathon. No, oh, there you go. I'm I'm not even being funny. Like that should be something to strive for um in addition to our weight loss competition. Like it would it would kind of be cool like hack together a simple game, you know? N- nothing, you know, we're not trying to change the world. Right. Just hack hack a simple game together. Could be, you know, just a platformer or 
a variant on top of Angry Birds or something, you know, that that uh-huh. that just shows that we've that we we've been able to go past a hollow a hollow world, you know, program and um we've actually uh accomplished a little bit more than we set out to do. Mm-hmm. So something to think about. But yeah. No, it's um, a, it's a like a fun idea. I will tell you I that gives us less than two months, and I have zero I knowledge know. level. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, it, less than two months. You're going from zero. I'm going from like maybe the first level. So I'm not that much far ahead of you. Mm. Um, and honestly, with with everything that's going on with me, because I'm in the process of, of moving and everything, there's there's like very little time. So it's right. a very high, you know, um, goal. For, for the both of us, but, um, you know, you're not going to get anywhere without setting goals, so. That's true. I, well, one um, of the biggest I, I rules might, of uh, uh, goals is it's obtainable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I might I might try and do that, um, or at least, you know, um, you know make, a, make something that uh, would be the fun for us in some f- fashion like a chat bot mm-hmm. just be funny to to mess about with but i was thinking you know a lot of years you know people make resolutions that are self improving it's like you and i we're trying to self improve mm-hmm. in our education and our skill set you know possibly for a better job or whatever why don't we make a resolution that is completely not bonkers off the wall, but kind of like out of left field. For example, I would like to make a resolution that this year that I will pet a penguin at the zoo or wherever penguins can be found. I don't know where you find penguins. Okay. I've always wanted to pet a penguin. I've seen them. I've smelled them, um, but I've never pet one. And they're my favorite animal. And I feel like after 36 years of being on this blue marble, I should at least have one opportunity to just go, hello, and pet its beak or pet its, you know, its head, and then just be happy with that experience. Do they allow petting of penguins? Because, like, their teeth are, like, gnarly, right? It's funny you should say that. One of my... um, friends from college she actually volunteered at the san francisco zoo in the penguin uh sanctuary okay and she said yeah they're little buggers they bite and it hurts i'm like oh really yeah like yeah they're not friendly yeah they don't like, seem friendly they seem gnarly <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you watch um you know uh the march of the penguin or yeah those kind of documentaries with uh, Dave Attenborough and you know Morgan Freeman or whatever, um, they're generally in their natural habitat. And, right. Uh, in you know, a- aside from like eating the fish or trying to fend away you know predators, they look fairly docile and they're quirky and they're weird when they run because you know that's just the way that they're made. But I have always just had this romanticized idea of a penguin being as you know kind of as cute as petting a little miniature pig i don't know why it's just like uh, that's that's what i imagine in my head 
if a penguin were to be oh so kind. But yeah, no, apparently you are a thousand percent correct. They are not. <laughs> They're the exact opposite of kind. So um, I don't know if we have a place nearby me called um, Africa. Well, it's not even called that anymore. It's called Discovery Kingdom, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. And they have a penguin sanctuary in there. Um, and it's a stone's throw away. I can literally see the roller coaster from my bedroom right here and sometimes hear the screams. But they have penguins there. I don't know if like if they have like a VIP package which allows you to pet the penguin. But I do know they have a VIP package that allows you to meet uh, other animals up close, even closer than uh, seeing them in the uh, little uh, displays that they have. Well, that's cool. It is, but it's also expensive and also, I mean, I know this is, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be politically correct here or anything, but I'm, I'm just not a fan of zoos. I don't there, want to get into that topic. I mean, you, you, you just, like, well, yeah, we're not going to get into it, but there are good zoos. Like, there are there ones are, that, like, really try their best. I just really don't know how good this zoo, you know, yeah. these folks are. Yeah. And you know what? That's so. not for us to, like, really dive into, so... No, no, that's way above our pay grade, so to speak. But like, if you could have a off, no, off the wall, out of the blue kind of resolution, what is there one that comes to mind for you? Be active more on proper, not proper. Proper is the wrong word. On good social media. Okay. Like that's that's the way I would say is good social media because it's. <laughs> Like, I want to be more active on Mixer. I want to be more active on, like, something like Instagram. But, like, I don't want to be more active on Facebook. I don't want to be more active. Uh, I don't think I want to be more active on Twitter. Like, I kind of do, but I just, like, I don't see myself doing it. Sure. Like, I look at, I I think... look at Twitter at what it is, and I'm like, I respect it. Like, it, it's cool. It, I like how... Mm-hmm. Like, the big thing for me on Facebook versus anything else is I cannot stand... I go on Facebook and all I see are, like, political and religious opinions. And that is my entire feed. And no matter what I do, no matter what I change, it's always that. Is political, right. religious, political, religious. And I'm just like, dude, I don't care. And it's not even like I'm getting ads or something. It's just, like, everyone I know just loves to post things. Right, and this is not the year for that. No, and I'm I'm. <laughs> this I'm is not over the it. year for you to I, say yeah. I'm back on Facebook. Yeah, no, Whoa. I'm super. Here's not my interested. opinion. You never yeah. asked for. <laughs> so I I think Instagram is a good place because we've talked about this before. Where I we like have. the situation that it's very much like, hey, if you're here, you're you're gonna post a photo, and if it needs to be like a good like, in order for it to thrive, it needs to be a good photo, and for the right. most part at least the people I follow, I don't usually see stuff like that. I mean, I follow someone like right. you and some like my wife and stuff. And it's like, no one I follow on there is very, I don't know, politically active. And that makes me very happy. So yeah, that, that would be my, uh, off the wall resolution is be more active on good social media. No, I, I mean, I think that's uh, very obtainable. Um, I, I know that it, that's just going to be another step in your daily workflow. You know what I mean? So as you're checking Reddit and you're going to check our group Snapchat and our group group me or whatever other services that we use, 
you you got to get into the habit of checking that uh, checking that that Insta. But that's the thing is I don't want to get in the habit of checking checking social media. I want to be able to post on it and stuff, but I don't want to sit there and like uh, mindlessly browse. I actually that's another thing is I took all social media platforms off my front page of my compute my phone. There's okay. no Reddit. There's no Instagram, Facebook. None of that is on my main screen. Okay, so you have to swipe over. Yeah, I have to swipe over and go in a folder, and honestly, already, out of sight, out of mind, does plenty for me. I don't know how you feel about uh, posting versus browsing, but in my frame of reference, especially with friends, I feel that it's disingenuous for me to post something, and let's be honest, you as much as you say that it's not, you're posting it for the likes to right. a degree. Right. Might be very small, but mm-hmm. you're post for that or a comment. Right. And if you're all you're doing is posting but you're not browsing your friends, I don't think it's fair. So that's okay. that's why I say browse, but I don't mean going into the discover tab and looking at random right. crap. That's the worst that you can do. Right. No, no, no. I, I just mean uh, browse little, the people little, that you are actively following right now. You might you might be uh, missing what I'm trying to do there. I'm just trying to make it so during my day to day, when I unlock mm-hmm. my phone, I don't get tempted to jump onto um, any sort of in, uh, social media. I want I want to get more done, and so I don't want that distraction. Um, oh no, I understand that part. I but understand when the part I'm of home and stuff. When I'm home, yeah, I I browse that stuff all the time. But it's just okay. more. I don't want the like it to come up and like I unlock my phone in the car when I'm heading to work and I like stop for a second. And instead of driving to where I need to go, I take a moment and I go, huh, this is, this is cool. Or I start browsing Reddit and all of a sudden 15, 20 minutes have gone by and now I'm not late, but like I'm further behind than I wanted to be. You're also at the same stoplight and there's like 20 cars <laughs> behind you honking. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> One second, guys. <laughs> I just once I it's something funny. I have to screenshot. It's really funny. Listen, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you're listening. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, I'd love to see you more active on uh, on Instagram. And it, it's actually funny. You you, sh- you should bring that up because um, it was maybe uh, three hours ago, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't even remember. I don't know how time works, but in the past, in the in the recent past. I had told my girlfriend that I actually might get back on Facebook specifically for her family. Um, most of my friends, if not all of them, and family that I care about are on Instagram. And that's where I share you know, photos and whatnot. But I have no friends on, on Facebook except for my father and her. But her whole family is on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. And... I feel like there's a disconnect where I would like to meet more of them and I would like them to know a little bit more about me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously that's the at least one of the reasons for social media. But what right. I'm worried about is what you don't like is the incipient thrusting of these are my opinions and you should like them too because you friended me and we should have the same opinion. I'm not saying her family's like that, but I just know that's the problem with Facebook. Whether you 
personally have that mentality that everyone I surround myself should have the same opinion as me, that's that's neither here nor there. Facebook kind of promotes that into everybody when you start posting things. And I, I just don't like it. And that's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, I already know um, from a political standpoint, there's going to be some friction. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, and, and for me, when it comes to like religion and stuff like that, I, you know, I, I try not to, to, to talk about that too much. Um, well, or it's, pay attention it, to it's that the, too much. The, the old saying is the two things you don't talk to your friends and family about are religion and politics. Right, but it's totally fine online. Ugh. Because <laughs> because you can just see a headline and hit that reshare button. And it's like, oh, this headline explains everything of how I feel about. And now i'm waiting for all of my friends and family to like the headline essentially without reading the actual article and i don't want to get into that rabbit hole um but it's a double-edged sword i want to meet more of her family they're only on facebook really um or i don't and i just see them when i see them and so I'm not sure like which direction I'm gonna go. I I know that uh, some of the posts that she's shown me when we've you know sat down in bed and she's showing me something in her Facebook feed from her family. A lot of them are great family photos. I get to see who people are. I get to put names to faces, and that's great. But there definitely sometimes she'll scroll through something, and some one of her family members will have reshared a video or article from the likes of like Breitbart, um, a right wing, uh, newspaper. And, you know, again, don't want to get into it. I'm not a fan of Breitbart. All right. And it's like, I don't want to see that. Well, it's like, I I don't don't want Facebook thinking, I don't want Facebook thinking. I want to see that too, because that's going to say, Oh, let's give you all this stuff. Like, please. No. A side note is I don't care if it's my opinion or not. I just don't want to see any of that. Um, I have an interesting story I can tell you. Um, the reason, if you look at my my like usage of Facebook and Twitter, especially Facebook, because that was kind of like the the starter, you know, right after MySpace, um, my usage went down. Is I had a of like a close friend way back when, and we're talking like six plus years ago, but he was a really close friend and he kind of went downhill. Like he, he became distant and he became like irritable and just not, not so much a friend. But one thing he started doing was he started reading into everything that was ever posted. And so I would go off and do things without him but I'd specifically not post on Facebook because I didn't want him to know that I was having fun without him. It was a very, I'd say, toxic relationship. But uh, it sounds like it. Uh, I didn't want him to know that I was having any sort of fun without him. So I stopped posting things, and that's why my usage went almost to nil on mm. Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And it makes me sad because it gave me like this bad taste in my mouth for all that kind of stuff. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I understand feeling beholden to the people that are following you on Facebook and the ramifications and repercussions that might be laid out depending on what you're posting. Um, you know, it, it, it's that kind of joke, you know, uh, TFTI, thanks for the invite. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I do that with my friends all the time on, on Instagram when they're off going to like um, a Funko Pop vinyl collector's event in a in a nearby city that I might have enjoyed going to do or mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Um, and it's all in jest. But if this particular individual or if I had someone in my life that was similar to that particular individual, not only would I not post it, um, if I really wanted to post a picture of it, I would go th- I would have to go through the steps of making sure that this person is blocked from even viewing this post. Right. But then it's the thing like Oh no, Steve is going to see the post and then he might tell uh, Sam about it. And Sam's the one I don't want knowing about it. Like, right. oh no, now I'm a jerk. Like, so. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, 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 it's garbage really like petty. that that I'm like, I. Yeah. It's garbage completely. Yeah. So I, I'm, that's why I have the goal this year of just like, I want to be better about that. I don't want that to affect me. I don't want to be disingenuous. You know, that's a big uh, thing right now with. Uh, Instagram and all that is people posting a lot of stuff that you know makes their life seem better than it is and like kind of highlights the highlights and I don't want to be too much like that I mean obviously you're gonna you're not gonna post like hey drove to work today high five like you're not gonna (laughs) you're not gonna post that but I want to find a nice middle ground of not too Instagram reality but Instagram reality (laughs) Honestly, if I could be uh, like perfectly like upfront with you, one of the best people to learn on like how to do that properly is your wife. She does a great job. Of, hey, I'm at the game. Hey, I'm at, I'm I'm out here watching this movie. I'm here with my family. Of course, Quentin is here. It's his special day. Like it's it's she's not doing thirty posts a day. But if it's something that's, you know, a little bit unique, like a football game, for example, you know, she doesn't get to go do that every single day. Right. Especially um, her updates for her surgery. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for people that really, really care, we'll read, you know, those paragraphs like I did. And for people who don't, they won't. That's fine. That's Mm -hmm. their prerogative. Um, So I I think she has a really good... um, harness on how to level it out between um you know being a little narcissistic but also showing that um that she's enjoying life right. and she she wants uh, all of us to have a piece of happiness when we see her photos and you can do that too okay oh uh side note though <laughs> can we talk about how do people have time to post like a hundred posts a day like honestly, I have someone on my feed like that that's on uh, Facebook, and I truly, to my core, don't know how they have time because I was I needed to find like a a meme or something they posted, and I started scrolling back and I scrolled like three pages worth, and I'm like, wait oh, a second, geez. I'm it was like a let's say a a Friday, and I'm like I'm only on Wednesday. Wait a second, hold on, <laughs> how am I only on Wednesday? 
<laughs> like seriously, how do you have time to post? Is this person a student? Uh, I don't know. I I'm not okay. close enough to them to tell you like what their current occupation or anything is. I mean, that, they're they're that, old that enough the to thing, they're right? an adult. Like they're okay. I mean, that, that, but that, that that would be the the litmus test. Like, what is their occupation? If they're a full time student, not that it excuses them, it actually doesn't excuse them at all. But if they're a, you know if they're a student and they're in class that has good Wi Fi and they don't like the class. Um, they could be like that kind of like, oh my god, this meme is so funny. Share. Oh my god, this next one. Share. Like if you're on Nine Gag or any of those kinds of websites or those kinds of apps, it is so easy to just hit that share button time and time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because I've done it. And <laughs> as long as you're honest. Well, here's what happened. I did it so much that when I was at work, um, this was. Oh God, years ago in like 2008, um, I was at work and it, and, uh, it was just about the time that a lot of people were joining Facebook after Facebook opened it up to non-collegiate uh, individuals. And my friend said, he came up to me at work and said, Hey dude, um, could you not like post everything from, you know, such and such website or whatever? It's like, it's funny once or twice, but you're doing it 20 times some days and it's it's like blowing up my feed and I don't want to just see your stuff. And I at first took that kind of negatively, uh-huh. but then I put myself in his shoes. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that probably is very annoying. So I just stopped doing it. There you go. So, but that's the thing. If this person is sharing memes from the exact same website, if it's always from this Reddit subreddit or whatever, and those have an easy like button, they have an easy share button at the bottom. Boop, Bob's your uncle. That's how he's doing it. Right. Other people that are sharing like actual posts, like actual their own video, their own photos and stuff. Usually, those individuals will be influencers of some way, and they will those photos that they have are just in their arsenal. They're not photos that right. they took the day of. They're like, oh, I have to have content going up at noon because I've created this this uh, this powerhouse for for my followers. I have nothing. I'm just gonna go into my archives of photos that I haven't posted yet and post something and make it relevant to today. And that's what they do. Right. But yeah, stop posting 100 posts a day. It's annoying. Every year around this time, we get uh, CES news. And I know you and I have a soft spot for CES as we have been there together. Right. Your feet hate it, but our brain enjoyed it as well as our hearts. (laughs) Permanently. uh, No, anyway, continue. This year, uh, we did not go. We got all the news. And um, I just want to talk about something that I thought was really, really cool. And I wasn't sure if you spotted anything uh, that came down the newswire that you thought was nice. But had you heard about this security drone that y- you can have for your own home security? Uh, security drone that you can have for... No. Okay. So the the system is called well it, it's by a company called Sunflower Labs and um you put these sensors around your house in the ground. Now the sensors look like 
those lawn lights that people have, like uh, you know, next to their walkway to light up the walkway. Okay, and you do, you're doing this outside or inside? Outside. Okay. Yeah, and you put these lawn lights out there, but they're also there's like cameras in them, and they also have microphones to like sense if somebody's walking up, and if the security is activated, and these sensors sense somebody walking up to your house. In your backyard, a drone will fly out of a contraption. Uh, it's basically a landing pod. Okay. And it will um, automatically take video of everything that's happening on the property. Um, so think of a DJI Phantom-sized drone. Okay. This will fly out of a... an electronic cabinet from uh, from the hive. That's what the cabinet's called. It's called a hive. The (laughs) actual drone itself is called the bee. And the little sensors are called sunflowers. And this would be perfect if you had a very large piece of land or or a large piece of property that maybe you'd want a little bit extra security for. Um, I just thought it was really cool because you, you know me, like on my on my YouTube channel and but just between you and I, I've talked a lot about home security and how we can better have home security. Right. This is that extra icing on the top that is just it's both cool and practical. Yeah. I feel. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's ten grand. <laughs> oh, so, wait, so okay. Here's the question. Here's the question. Does it have like a like a limit for how much ground it can cover? Like, could it protect quote unquote, like several acres or are we talking like someone's backyard or what? Um, well, according to the company, uh, they can do, uh, they have a 20 foot detection radius of each of the sunflowers with respects to the maximum amount of square footage, I'm not quite sure. Um, the demonstration that they had at CES um, was a pretty sizable property that had a very large backyard with a pool and a fairly large front yard mm-hmm. um, with a lot of trees and a you know a, a, a full you know drive up driveway and everything. Um, yeah, it, it it this isn't meant for your suburban house. Like right. not really. This is if you are uh a little bit more in the countryside and you don't want to, you know, spend money giving uh security guards a job. That's, right. That sounds terrible. But you don't want to hire security guards, but you do want to protect your house. This is one way to do it. And mind you, um the uh, the ten thousand dollars that's the starting price, <laughs> because right. no, that's because that's you can obviously get more sunflowers. You can yeah. get more of those sensors. And you said the the radius was like twenty four feet, twenty feet, twenty foot 20 radius feet. for uh, each sunflower. And does it come with a crap ton of those? I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll tell I, you I, right I now. I'll tell you right now if it doesn't come with just an absolute ton of those sunflower things i'm kind of unimpressed uh honestly i just 
I don't see like it. It's very cool, and it's very much like something I'd be interested in if I ever got like a you know a big property or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but at ten grand with uh, everything that you told me, it doesn't sound very realistic. Like I could see it being really cool for like, you know, at first I was thinking, oh, farmers, farmers would love that, you know, have huge property. And then it has like some sort of sensor and it sees someone and the drone can fly out and go take care of things. Like you can have some automation there. That's really cool. Or like someone who has a huge estate and, you know, that kind of thing. But it sounds, unless it comes with a ton of those sensors, it doesn't sound that practical, even for like someone who has a lot of money. So for those of you listening and you just want to see how much this would cost for you and your current abode, uh, you can actually go to sunflower-labs.com and essentially build your bundle, build your package. Um, It's going to ask you for your address. You outline your uh, property. You're, You're virtually going to place your hive where the drone will be housed. And then you place you you place your uh, your sunflowers. So um, if I just if I just choose a random address and just say yeah that's where I live there and place my hive right there and place my sunflowers. I think the base plan yeah the base plan comes with four. Nope, that's that's what that's what it's looking. How much is another one? So if I add another one, uh, it goes up by. Holy, really? Wait, hold on here. I have to do math, and I don't like doing math on the fly. But, okay, so that goes to 12425 and the normal price is 11930 So a sunflower is about $500. I'm sorry, how much? 500 Nope, nope, that's, so again, that's the a big thumbs down. Yeah, so the sunflowers themselves, and I'm just, let me just exit out of this. And I'm not trying to defend them, but um, in regards to like the the practicality of the sunflowers themselves, um, you know they they have infrared. They have you know they have I I believe they have their own cameras. I I have to look at. I would hope. But in 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 any event, it's kind of a a shot to the moon type of security. I don't really feel like, you know, a vast amount of people would buy into something like this because uh, there's a lot of moving parts, right. literally and metaphorically speaking. Um, but it's a cool idea. If anything, the sunflowers themselves are the cool idea, right? Yeah. No, it's, you don't it's necessarily a cool idea, but need those... the drone, but $500 per flower, that's, that's, that's pretty sticky. And, and not to mention, they're not currently mentioning whether there's a subscription service or not for all of your footage that you're uh that you're getting um but if there is i mean that's another you know monthly cost that you have to think about yeah no unless they brought down that cost significantly i just i don't see it you know i'm all for this like super uh futuristic stuff like i i could see some merit to this but at that cost 
It just doesn't seem doable. I mean, 20 feet for the sensor, obviously, like, it's a sensor. Like, it's got to do the best it can, and, like, Mm -hmm. there's probably practical reasons why it can only get 20 feet, and I understand that. But at $500 per 20 feet, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Well, remember, it's a 20-foot radius, so the full diameter, that would be 40 feet. So it's... It, it, it's bigger than just 20. It, it, it can sense up bigger than just 20 feet. Oh, for sure. But still, just, you're right. It's, yeah. it's $500 per sensor. Um, I, I For the life of me, I don't know how much sensors of this type would normally cost. Because, you know, like you had mentioned farms. Farmers have sensors similarly for, like, water consumption you know, wind and stuff like that. I, I wonder how much those sensors are for mm-hmm. IO, IoT connections. Right. But, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, it, with regards to all the things that CES had to offer, this was one piece of tech that um, kind of marries two worlds that you don't necessarily see in a consumer sense. Mm. And I thought it was a cool consumer idea, way out of my price range. Um, and also, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a little, uh, little disappointing, um, that it is, that those things do cost as much as they do, but, right. um, we have to start somewhere. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, I'm really hoping that this is the start of something. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. What about you though? I mean, I know you, uh. You're you're really into like LED lights and R- RGB lights and things like that, or mm-hmm. you're into a lot of a lot of tech like I am. Was, was there anything that came across your feed and you're, you thought, ooh, you know, maybe I, next Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't see a whole lot that was like you know exactly that. Like maybe next Christmas, there was a lot of cool like updates to things. People brought out some cool you know interesting laptops. Um, Wi-Fi 6 I, was demonstrated. Yeah, I, I think awesome. um, external graphics cards are a really cool thing that's starting to be a little bit more mainstream. But other than that, I just there's nothing that like made me go wowza. Mm. Like I, I, I definitely think the conversations that you brought up are the most interesting than uh, over anything. But you know, nothing really piqued my interest uh it's all cool don't get me wrong but there wasn't stuff like in in past years where for me specifically i was like oh my gosh i need to have when is this hitting the market holy crap yeah because i know when we saw the nano leaf for the first time you thought that that was the bee's knees and now there's a bunch of companies kind of doing similar things and similar integrations right Um, Sony brought out a car. That was kind of weird, but, you know, that's that's CES for you. That's what you do at CES. Yeah, you um, throw you a curveball. You do something different, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, with regards to the things that matter most for you and I, you're right. There really wasn't anything groundbreaking or um, as amazing as, like, a new logo. Nothing that important. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um. So I guess we'll just kind of have to see how things go. The The other big thing that's coming up soon uh, is GDC, the Game Developers Conference. And that, incidentally, is the week after I go to Utah. So I don't know if I'll be able to go to that, considering I'm already taking a week off of work. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, maybe we'll see some stuff from that in March that is closer to home, so to speak, that we, you and I would care more about. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but we do have we do have an in-person episode coming up, which is exciting. Yeah, but that's not for another two months, so I'm not even worried it's about it. It's still that. exciting. Nah, it's whatever. So you, you are, uh, hmm, how should I put this? You're not in trouble. Um, you, you've influenced um, good things. Okay, so that's not in trouble. That's like the opposite, but okay. It is the opposite, but you have to understand the way that my daily time works. I don't have a lot of time to do this. And you've caused an influx of an added thing I want to do on a daily basis. And I just don't know if I'm going to have enough time. And that is my girlfriend wants to watch Star Wars the Quentin McKinnon way. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, also, also Clone Wars. Sorry, the Clone Wars, and then Clone Wars, and then you know, the uh, Solo and Rogue One. And when you say when you say Clone Wars, are you talking? I'm talking uh, about the mini series, the super mini series, and then the, like the eighty like minute more series. computer generated series. Oh wow, that. I haven't even started that. She's, okay. she's taking it to the nth degree. Well, so she and I were talking about, you know, because she, she had just seen the, the most recent Star Wars and we were we were talking about how much we both enjoyed it. And and um, I, I don't know if it was in our last podcast or if I had just mentioned it to her, but I said to her how you and Madison are going back through Star Wars Right. And she said, I want to do that, too. I'm like, really? And I was like, do you, do you want to do this? Or you want to do this because I want to do this? And she said, well, it's a little bit of both. I'm like, okay. Well, then if we're going to do this, we can either do this the machete way or or, or we can do this the Quentin way. And, um, of course, she chose she chose the, the McQuentin way instead of the machete order. What's but, the machete uh, way? Oh, so you haven't heard this too? Okay, so the machete way um, is is an, uh, the, rather the machete order is um, was actually created by somebody in 2011. Wait, essentially, isn't it like you start on four and then like halfway through you go do one, two, three, and then the rest or something like that? You do one, you do four, five. Two, three, six. You skip one completely. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah. So uh, essentially, this is obviously you know an, an opinion, but according to the um, according to the creator of this method, in his opinion, this is the best way to be able to learn about Star Wars. You don't waste your time. In his opinion, you don't waste your time. With episode one, since really the only good thing about episode one is the lightsaber battle, and you can just look that up on YouTube. You don't have to worry about metachlorians at all, and you don't get the worst of Jar Jar Binks, considering Jar Jar Binks is um, featured less and less in episode two and three. Um, honestly, I I would say watch one, skip two, <laughs> just go to three. Ooh. 
two's got some really good stuff. I mean, it's got some like really <sighs> awkward love scenes, like really awkward after rewatching it. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's got some good story too. It's just a lot yeah. of like politics and stuff. Like it's 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 a little weird, but it's Look, got some. If I good want too. to watch politics, I would Clone watch Wars. The West Wing. It started Clone Wars. I mean, okay, I know. okay, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that you guys have you guys started or no? Because again, going back to my previous statement, the way that time works, I don't have much of it. Because also, I have to be uh, not just I have to be available to watch the movies. She has to be available, and you know she she works her jobs. And by the time that she's done with her, her jobs, she she doesn't want to stay up that late to watch watch a movie. And and we've tried watching movies when she gets off of work. Let's just say we get a third into it, and then and then she's she's out like a light. So huh. so. Um, I want her to be like wide awake and enjoy, you know, every single episode. And then she and I will have like a nice little powwow conversation. And then, and then we go to the next episode the next week. But even with this in mind, I, I can't find the time to do it again because of the move, because of this, that, and the other reason she has her own side hustle she's doing with uh, with um, uh, sewing and uh, and creating a a prom dress. Like, there's a lot going on in our lives right now, and as much Star Wars needs to be like a priority, it just can't be. Right. Although she did finish The Witcher, so I'm happy for that. Yeah, I haven't started that. I've just seen the uh, the reviews. We skipped we skipped like four episodes and didn't like it. What? Have you not seen this? It, I don't remember what. Look, sweat. you that can't. A, okay, it was a reputable site. Well, I guess <laughs> formerly reputable. Um, but they, does it have to do with fruit and being good or not good? Uh I want to say it was. Yeah, I want to say it was Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but I'm not 100, percent so I'm not going to say uh, like yes. Well, anyways, go on. Yeah, anyway, the important thing is they said, like, the the review starts off of, like, we don't like this genre to start with. And it's like, oh, coming in strong. And they're like, we watched episode one, part of episode two, skipped to episode five, didn't like it. Thumbs down. I and will say one like, thing about how the, do you, the, the how do way you do that, that they shot the, the, they shot the show in the first couple of episodes. It is a little confusing. But then you get to figure it out. Because guess what? You watch the whole episode in order. That's what you do. That's how you watch a show. To enjoy all of it. You get to see Henry do his thing. You get to see boobs. You get to see magic. And then it all comes together toward the end. And it's like, wow, this is actually a really good show. If you're watching bits and pieces here and there, yeah. Imagine doing that to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to have a bad time. It's going to be a mess. Like, Wait, yeah, that doesn't he's sound your good. father and she's your sister, but you can't. And is that Baby Yoda or is that Yoda? Like, that's not. <laughs> Can you imagine? So, yeah, you got to be kidding me. This this, this was the, the review that somebody actually published? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh like, it was, it, it was a serious review, and people were, like, kind of mad about it because, well, kind of uh, mad about I'm it. I'm mad for, about it. Yeah. It, you are a professional review person. Like, you need to pull it together. Who, me or them?
All right, Quentin. Well, thank you again so much for this conversation. Lovely as always. Where can people find you? On Xbox and Instagram at Firewall. You guys can find me at those places under Lazy Tech Tony. We're both on Instagram under Still Recording. We also have a Reddit subreddit channel. You can check that out. All the links are going to be found in the description down below to the left, to the right, depending on your podcast catcher. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, be good to each other and yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.